Do you ever catch yourself wishing you didn't have to stay positive? Or maybe you've been working on keeping a positive mindset for years, but it still feels like a daily battle sometimes. Having a chronic illness means you're being told to stay positive all the time. And let's be honest, it's exhausting. Because pushing ourselves to stay positive is not actually positive. There's a much easier way to get a strong, positive mindset and all of the feel-good perks that come with it without the pressure of looking on the bright side. Check out my free resource, The No BS Guide to a Positive Mindset. In it, I give the straight scoop on strategies that work and common strategies that are a waste of time and energy. Go to andreahansencoaching.com now or use the link in this podcast description and get your free resource, The No BS Guide to a Positive Mindset, today. You are listening to the Health Mindset Podcast, episode 15. Welcome to the Health Mindset Podcast, where your mindset gets results. You know you want better health. You know you want to take action. Learn how to stop sabotaging your progress so you can achieve the level of health you've always wanted for your life. Now, here's your host, Master Certified Coach and Author, Andrea Hansen. Hey there, welcome to the podcast. I am so glad to have you, especially today, because today we're doing one of my favorite things. I am answering questions from listeners just like you. A few weeks ago, I started asking listeners for their questions, questions that came up during episodes of the podcast or questions about something that maybe I haven't covered before. And I loved what came in. And it reminds me of how awesome hearing from listeners is because I know what I want to talk about and I know what my clients want to talk about. I don't know what you want me to talk about. So this is so helpful for you to send me questions, send me comments, send me love, and uh, let me know if there's something that I haven't covered yet. So if you emailed me a question, which by the way, you can always email me at contact at andreahansencoaching.com. If you emailed me a question, thank you. I don't feel like we learn in isolation. I think that when we pool things together, especially like questions and comments, it just makes the whole tribe stronger. And I hope you, as part of my listening tribe, will identify some questions that you've had and find value in the answers that I'm giving today. And if more questions pop up during this episode, shoot me an email. It's super easy. It goes straight to me personally. Nobody else is going to be reading it. So please don't be shy. At the end of this episode, I'm going to tell you about a contest that I'm running. I ran it last time and it was super fun. So I'm going to do it again. It's a contest with writing in questions and giving me questions to answer on air. So stay tuned to the end of the episode where I will give you more juicy details on that And let's go ahead and just jump right in with the first question. Nancy writes, I have a chronic illness and I struggle with fatigue, but look fine. How do I tell people I'm not feeling fine and want to rest when they think I'm just being lazy and are totally fine? It gets really tiring when my husband and friends think I'm just faking it. All right, this is a really good question, Nancy, because there's a lot of illnesses out there. MS is one of them. A lot of the autoimmune disorders are like this, where you can have symptoms and nobody knows it. Just to look at you, they have no idea. Like if you looked at me, 
you'd have no idea that I had MS. Unless I told you specifically, you would have no clue. And a lot of people are like this. And when you're affected by something that makes you want to slow down, sometimes it can be hard because the other person is a little confused. Like You look fine. You sound fine. Why are you telling me that you can't do this? So great question. There's a couple of parts to this question. A couple of parts to my answer, <laughs> I should say. Part number one, how do you tell people that you're not feeling fine and that you want to rest? You do it just like that. It's a very easy thing to say. Like, hey, MS or whatever chronic illness you have can sometimes really affect your energy levels. And I know I don't look like I'm sick, but I'm really feeling run down and I really need to rest. I can't go with you to wherever. I can't do yard work, (laughs) whatever it is that you don't want to do. It's a very easy thing to say, right? I can't do this. I know I don't look sick, but I'm feeling really run down and I really need to rest. That's it. That's how you say it. So when you're wondering how can I tell people that I am sick and I am feeling really run down, my hunch is your question is not literally how can I tell people because you tell people just like that. You actually kind of said it really well in the email. My hunch is that the reason why you want to know how to tell people really what you want to know is how to make other people understand because you want to elicit a different response. Right now, you don't like their response. It sounds like they're not being very, sounds like they're not being very cool. (laughs) And a lot of times people aren't going to be very cool. Instead of them thinking you're lazy, you want to elicit a response of understanding and probably a response of maybe not badgering you about doing things when you say no. That's a very different question. And that gets into the territory of trying to have control over what other people are thinking and what other people are feeling. And it can be very innocent that we want to help other people because it's about you, right? I want to help you understand. I want to help you feel okay about what's going on with me. But the bottom line with that is it's none of our business how other people feel. It's really none of our business if other people understand what we're going through. What we can do is we can explain to them what's going on, which again, is pretty, it's pretty easy. It's pretty straightforward. What we can't do is make somebody act differently. That's all on them. That is 100% on them. And it can be very frustrating and it can actually take a lot of energy to try to elicit that response from somebody else because you're just not going to get it. What they're thinking and what they're feeling is 100, 100% up to them. The flip side is that what you're thinking and what you're feeling is 100% up to you. So what you feel when somebody else says, I think you're being lazy, that person is not making you feel that. You're feeling bad or upset or whatever you're feeling because of something that you're thinking and something that you're believing. You might believe that they're right. You might believe that uh, there's something, um, something else is going on. Maybe you should be able to do it. And, you know, this, Nancy, I don't know what you're thinking, <laughs> but I'm just saying in general, you could be thinking all sorts of things about your illness that are making you feel bad and, and kind of making you feel vulnerable. And so when someone else has this harsh opinion, it can really hit home. But the really important thing to know is that what someone else is feeling about your illness or about your fatigue and what someone else is thinking about it is just none of your business. And thank goodness, you don't have to worry. Like that's something that you don't have to manage. 
What you do need to manage is how you're feeling about your illness, how you're feeling about your fatigue. Because I promise you, if you're really aware of your thinking, if you're really aware of what you're believing about this fatigue, about your chronic illness, and you clean that up and you realize you shift your thinking, you shift your mindset around it, and you are at peace with it, I promise you what other people think is not going to make any difference, even when it's your husband, even if it's your family saying that you're lazy and, you know, ruin their day or whatever, whatever. People say crazy things. When you're okay with it yourself and you're in control of how you feel around it, it's very easy to tell people how sometimes you can have a chronic illness and not look ill and you feel a little tired and you need to rest. It ends there. So Nancy, my suggestion, even though your question was about how to tell other people and how to help other people understand, my suggestion would be to look at your own thoughts. My suggestion would to do just a simple, what's called a thought storm, which is you just take your piece of paper and you write down all of your thoughts about your illness and about your fatigue and just get them all down there. Don't edit. Don't stop. One thought is a sentence. I think this sucks (laughs) that I feel fatigued all the time. That's a thought. Every single thought you have, I encourage you to write it down and then look at it after you've written it all down and go through and notice how each one of those things make you feel. That's your starting point because when you start to notice the thoughts that make you feel really yucky and really bad, that's where you can start to take ownership and that's where you can start to shift that thinking to something that feels a little bit better. And once you start that journey and go on that journey, which by the way, this is not an overnight thing. This is not something that you can just snap your fingers and have it done, but it is so worthwhile because once you start this, you'll start to realize, hey, it's not what my husband thinks that's making me feel this way. It's what I'm thinking. And maybe what you're thinking is that you're agreeing with him, or maybe you're thinking something else. So start just with the very first step of being aware of what you're thinking about this, because that is where these yucky feelings are coming from. And once you get that squared away, you're not going to worry about what other people think. I don't care if people think I'm lazy. (laughs) I don't care if people look at me and think, what's wrong with you, right? Like, doesn't matter because I'm okay with where I am with respecting my own body's boundaries. And that's what ultimately you want to do, especially when you have a chronic illness. You want to know what your body's boundaries are and you want to be able to honor those boundaries. And if you're second guessing them because you think someone else thinks something and you're trying to prove to someone else, right, you get into that rabbit hole, you are no longer respecting your body's boundaries, which is paramount when it comes to dealing with a chronic illness and healing from a chronic illness. So I hope that gives you some stuff to start with. And if you still have questions, of course, email me again. Good luck, Nancy. This next question comes from Sue. Sue writes, I am a longtime listener to your podcast. Thank you. And you said that you want us to tell you about topics you haven't covered. Here's the thing. I'm interested in manifesting things in my life, but I don't know how to do it for my health. I don't think I can turn Mountain Dew into vitamins with my thinking, but maybe I can. Is that what it's about? Can you help me understand it more? Absolutely. Actually, I am so glad she was Sue, someone who wrote me very early on when I asked for questions. And right after I got this question, I thought, you know what? I need to do a total podcast about this. So I'm going to answer the question here, but also know that podcast 10 is all about 
manifesting health and using the law of attraction to attract things like weight loss. So if you're interested in this in this question, check out podcast number 10. The short of it is, yes, you can totally manifest health the same way that you can manifest a good parking spot. Manifesting is manifesting. It, it really doesn't matter. The law of attraction is a set law. It's like a rule almost that doesn't really, it doesn't matter what you're applying it to. It's kind of like addition. Like, you know, it doesn't matter what numbers you're adding. Addition is addition. Law of attraction is the same way. Health can feel like it's different. Health feels bigger than that. Money feels that way too. I know um, manifesting money can be also a little daunting, but health is the same way. Health is a lot bigger because it's serious, right? This is our health. This is our life, (laughs) really. So when it comes to manifesting, we get more easily spooked. Like we'll try it for a little bit, but we don't give it as much time to work. And we're a lot more, or we can be a lot more harsh as far as what shows up. So for example, you're, you're at a, you know, a parking lot. This is kind of a common thing that usually if you're pretty, pretty skilled at master at manifesting, like getting a good parking spot is no big deal. So you're in a parking lot and you're kind of thinking about it, but you're not really harping on it. You're not really sitting there thinking good parking spot, good parking spot, good parking spot. When you're running, you know, when you're driving around, you're just thinking, yeah, I really want a good parking spot. And then you leave it at that. We tend to not do that when it comes to our health. We tend to get really focused and really emotional and really serious about it. So we really pay attention to what it is that we want, which means that we are manifesting wanting something in the future. That's one thing we tend to get um, hung up on versus manifesting something right now. And we tend to get hung up on like, where's, where's my stuff? <laughs> if, you, if you're a fan of Abraham, if you listen to Abraham, they talk about how the, you know, one of the biggest ways to kind of put a ripple in your vibration is to always be asking, where's my stuff? And they give the example of if you're in a restaurant and you order, and then two minutes later, you flag the waiter down and you're like, hey, where's my food? And your waiter's like, yeah, it's coming. And then two minutes after that, it's like, hey, waiter, where's my food? (laughs) What's going on? We do that to the universe. We do that with our manifesting. And that slows things down. But we feel like we have to because our health is so serious to us. It's so sacred. So the short answer, which is now maybe a little bit longer answer, is that yes, you absolutely can manifest health. It is the same process. There's just a couple little tricks and a couple little things that you need to look out for, some of which I talk about in podcast number 10. Uh, For Mountain Dew, I don't know. I guess technically, if you were the completely clean, like Buddhist monk type Zen and you really focused, my guess is Mountain Dew wouldn't be very harmful to you. I'm not sure many of us are going to achieve that level. (laughs) I'm not sure many of of us want to achieve that, maybe if you really like Mountain Dew. But it's not so much about, uh, it's not so much about, you know, you hear, you kind of hear the stories about the law of attraction where it's like, I thought about it and then a Corvette just showed up on my lawn. It's not so much about that. It's about aligning your vibration. It's about aligning yourself with what it is you want and the universe meeting you, and it's a collaboration. The, the universe finds you working on it. The, the universe responds to you working on something, and it's a co-creation. 
to give you what it is that you want to manifest. So Mountain Dew, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's if it's worth that kind of focus. <laughs> but health, absolutely, it can be manifested. So don't shy away from that. Please, please keep trying because that is a, a main part of the health mindset is putting you in that position of having health now and attracting health in the future. Ruth writes, I listened to episode 10. I really liked how you talked about your totem with Martha Beck, but I'm having a hard time deciding on what totem to represent my health goals. I'm thinking it would be less sugar, more walking, less between meal snacking, maybe losing weight. Is this right? Which one is better? All right, Ruth. So let's break this back down. For those of you who didn't listen to uh, the end of episode 10, I talked about the health totem. This is something that I did with Martha Beck way back when I was in training with her. I didn't do it around my health. I did it around something else, but it's a law of attraction exercise and it's actually super fun. So there's two parts to it. First part is picking out your totem that represents your health goals. And the second part is picking out the health goal that you want represented. Let's do the second one first. You ask Ruth if it would be less sugar, more walking, less between between meal snacking. Your health goals that you're choosing to be represented by your totem is not an action, it's a result. So less snacking, less sugar, those are all actions. What we want it to represent is a result. So when I did it way back when with Martha Beck, I did it on success. And so I did it on the success of my business that I was just creating back then. And so of these choices that you wrote in, I would say losing weight would be the result-oriented goal. When you pick that, you also need to pick a totem. Now, your totem is something that's going to represent success and the result that you want. So your totem, when it shows up, the cool thing about it is every time you see it, it's like this little surge of belief. It's this little, like I still use my totem. My totem was a zebra. And every time I see a zebra, because I don't see zebras a whole lot, every time I see one, it's like this little like, ooh, yay, you know, success. Yes, right? It's this little boost. That's what we're after because that's something that's going to boost your vibration. When you're picking this out for the very first time, when it has to do with your health goals, what I suggest, because your totem can be anything, it can be an animal, it can be a shape, it can be an object, it can be a landmark, anything, anything you want. When you pick it out, I suggest making it something that's a little obscure. Like when I picked the zebra, I at the time was in Arizona not seeing a lot of zebras in Arizona, just hanging out. I also gave myself a deadline. Like, I'm going to see the zebra by the end of the weekend, or I think it was like three or four days. I'm going to see the zebra by then. So my suggestion would be pick something that's somewhat obscure. Like, don't pick a car or like a dog. (laughs) It's not going to work. Well, you know, it would, but it's not going to give you the same juice. Pick something obscure because when you see it, you know what it means. You know that's a little wink from the universe. And I would also I would also suggest giving yourself a time limit. Like I'm going to see it by next week, or you know you can even say I'm going to see it by the end of the day. Be a little bit tough with this because it's something that you believe that you're going to see and you believe represents your health goals. So don't make it easy because if it's something super easy, you're going to see it and you're not going to believe it because you're going to be like, oh yeah, I would see that anyway. Make it obscure. Give yourself a timeline in which you want to see it. And then every time afterwards, when you see it, know that that represents, that's your health totem. That represents success and whatever whatever um, 
result that you want in your health. So have fun with it. I had a ton of fun. If you want to hear more, again, go back to podcast 10 and listen to how I picked mine, when I saw it, what happened when I saw it. it it's, it's pretty fun. So pick it out and hopefully that helps you, Ruth, hopefully that helps you pick a totem and pick a result that it's going to be tied to. I want to hear, I want to hear what you guys have on this. I love hearing what totem you picked out and when you saw it and just the, you know, how you felt when you saw it because it's always this fun spark of just excitement. So I hope that answers your question, Ruth. Good luck with your, with your health totem. Have fun with it and let me know when you see it. That's all the time we have for questions today. That was so much fun. And I actually have a lot left over that I'm going to do again. I, I love doing this. But I want to hear from you. So here's the contest I'm going to run again because it was so much fun before. This is podcast 15. Send in my questions. Any questions that I get between the airing of this podcast and podcast 17, which is going to be in the next two weeks, I'm going to pick at random one of the people who sent me a question, and I'm going to give you 15 minutes of free laser-focused coaching on your question to help you out and to help gift you unstuck. I That's a 60, I think a $67 value. It's fantastic. I don't do this. I don't, you can't pay me to get 15 minutes of coaching. And it's amazing because it's very laser focused and it can really help you move past any confusion so you can get going with that amazing mindset and start attracting things like you would not believe. So send in your questions between now, which is episode 15, and two weeks from now, which is when episode 17 is going to air. And I will pick one at random and I will send you an email and we will get going. So again, send your emails to contact at andreahansencoaching.com. Questions, comments, anything. Tell me I'm doing a great job. (laughs) Whatever you want to do, let me know. And I cannot wait to hear from you. And of course, you can always go to the show notes at andreahansencoaching.com slash HMP015 for more information about this episode and how to contact me for questions and how to leave a review on iTunes if you want to do that, which is always appreciated. I hope you found a lot of value in today's episode. I certainly had a lot of fun and I cannot wait to talk to you and to do this again. Until then, bye. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more good stuff on how you can stop striving and start achieving your healthy, beautiful life. Until next time, take care.